Hey, Fairborn, it's City Manager Rob here with Megan Howard. Hey, Megan. Hey, Rob. How you doing? I'm all right. Good. This says rumor has it. I believe it's episode 34, hey. if I'm not mistaken. Nice I'm, job. I'm keeping track. It helps to write things down. It does help to write things, <laughs> down. things down. I'm excited today because we have Kate Brennan with us from Kai Yoga Studio. Kate, thank you for being here. My oh. pleasure. Um, yeah, oh. here we go. Um, in an effort to kind of highlight some of our businesses, our local businesses, and um, talk about some things, we thought it'd be great to have you on to talk about the yoga studio. Uh, but you have a pretty amazing story, life story to begin with, and we'll touch on some of that. But let's just start with, tell us about Kate. Who are you? Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, thank you for having me, both of you. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, I am a small town girl with big girl dreams, I guess, <laughs> um, or, or big town dreams. I'm a daughter of uh, some amazing uh, people. Joyce and Bud Brown are my parents. And for those of you that are listening that may remember them, dad was your congressman for a number of years. Right. Um and then um, I have my own family, um, two great kids that uh, are now flown, flown the coop a little bit. But uh, I think I'm just a lifelong learner. That's probably the briefest way to say it. But also, um, we talked a little bit earlier about being a, also a teacher in, in my, in my um, through line, uh, always interested in the wellness of people, whether that be physical or, or mental, um, trying to make certain that people know what their passions are. I was an instructor at the Urbana University for a number of years. Um, I've always been involved with training. Actually, engineering is my background. So worked with Honda when Honda was first uh, a young company in Marysville, <laughs> right. Ohio. So yeah, and, and currently uh, reside in Springfield, but split my time between Urbana, Springfield, and Fairborn. So some, how does a woman with a, a background in engineering uh, taught business classes at Urbana University, come to be a yoga studio owner and teacher? Well, Rob, I've actually thought about that myself. How did that happen? Um, the truth of the matter is a lot of my life has sort of been uh, like a bumper car, just kind of bouncing off some different things. Um, perhaps some of the college students can relate about having uh, a number of credits in a certain column that says, hey, I think that would be a good degree to pursue. And for me, that happened to be something called industrial engineering. And way back in the day, they called that human factors engineering. Okay. And what I remember very distinctly was an instructor who explained about the about the um, airplanes in the military. So there's a little bit more connection to Wright-Pat. He might have actually worked at Wright-Pat. And just discussing sort of all of the controls and how the controls were, were designed and and how silly some of them were. And so human factors engineering or industrial engineering is about how the human person, the human body um, works with equipment. So kind of fast forward that, always about mechanics, mechanics of the body, mechanics or how people learn, what motivates them. So um, I became a safety engineer at Honda and trying to help, you know, the, the, the very small task of eliminating carpal tunnel syndrome, which right. never happened. Right. Um, and uh, then had an opportunity, uh, there was a fork in the road to either be an engineer that traveled to Japan or to um, take a sabbatical. And I chose the sabbatical and went into, went to Case Western where I got my master's 
master's in business. At that time, after graduating, um, I went to I went back to our family's business, and that was that of newspapers. Sure. So just working and managing people and just getting to know people that was that was wonderful. So um, had that opportunity, and then um, had the op- uh, had the wonderful blessing of becoming a mother. And um, so I always say I kind of retired to be a mom when the kids were little. And at the uh, at a in a meeting uh, in Urbana, there was at a church <laughs> event, the faculty uh, rep or the faculty, the dean of faculty said, have you ever thought about teaching? To which I said, no, <laughs> never, never. <laughs> um, taught uh, adults and found that I loved it. Well, the other thing I have done reflecting back is I also come from, besides uh, the through line of public service of my grandfather and my father, um, their, the women in their lives were all teachers. <laughs> and oh. um, so I think that must be something in my genes. Sure. So here I am. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, you, you're teaching at Urbana University. Um, were you doing yoga instruction as a side job? Or was it something you just were interested in and were doing it for yourself? Is how did you how did you come how to, to how did you happen upon yoga? <laughs> so um, that happened. Actually, I was always a fitness instructor. So um, and um, the YMCA in Urbana allowed me to teach a fitness class, and I, I again love that. I love meeting people where they. Were. I found my athleticism very late in life. I wasn't an athlete. I wasn't a. I wasn't athletic. I enjoyed athletics. I'm a Bears fan till the end of time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I I didn't I didn't have the uh, opportunity to be a part of a team or anything like that. So I worked with uh, or I was able to teach a class at the YMCA there, and. When I when I um, lost the job at Urbana University, or I saw that that happening, a friend of mine suggested I get trained as a yoga instructor. And what was really interesting, Rob, is I um, was because I had taught so much, I was having a lot of pain in my body. And when I attended yoga class, this heel pain that I had been battling with for so long just went away. And I thought, well, my goodness, it can't be that easy. Just a little stretch here and there. Um, But I was going to go with it because surgery was the other option. And um, so I was then granted the opportunity to teach beginners in this particular studio in Urbana. And uh, I found that I really enjoyed that. So that that opportunity changed and I became an itinerant instructor of yoga. And I really enjoy teaching a certain uh, demographic. And it's usually people my age, perhaps a little bit older, but I say that these are the people that woke up one morning going, why am I hurting here today? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, and that is, uh, and one of the things that I enjoy is just the constant discovery, because I am a bit of a scientist, uh, the constant discovery of our bodies. There's so many things that our bodies tell us. There's so much going on in our bodies, the systems in our bodies that work together or sometimes don't. Um, And I just really enjoy that constant learning. And yep. the interconnectivity really of everything is is really amazing. You don't understand until you maybe take a yoga class and understand how connected everything is. Yeah, and that's that's where I want to meet people. It's just if you think that yoga is about touching your toes, come to the studio. That would be fine. Right. But we're also going to teach you that there's more to it, and it, there's a magic that tends to happen. But if that's what you want to work on, then I'm happy to meet you there too. Right. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you, how much did your degree play into how much you enjoyed learning and teaching yoga? I mean, it's, you know, you, you said your humanity, was it humanities degree? No, engineering. Engineering. Well, yeah. you're, you're engineering, but you know, how much... Human factors. Human factors, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Um, you know, how much of that kind of coincides with the body movements of yoga? So I think that's a great question. I, I think where I began to fall in love with it is just understanding, for example, let's say carpal tunnel is an example, right? That's a, something in your wrist and your body's designed so these fingers move. And yet if you over move them, the, all the things that go through this tunnel of bones and ligaments swell and causes pain. So there's got to be a way that we can move it without doing that. And so that's where I would get curious. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with my, my pain, you know, I was trying to figure out what the source of the pain was. If it was in the heel, where did it, was it actually in the heel or did it start somewhere else upstream? Maybe the hips, maybe the knee. So those kinds of things. Maybe I'm a doctor. Maybe I'm a doctor. Right. No, I would <laughs> never be a doctor. That's too much blood. But just that kind of curiosity and then just kind of eliminating, okay, if this, if the if the knee bone's connected to the ankle bone, right? right. That kind of right. thing. Um, then maybe it's simpler than we really give it credit to be. And I do love the people in the medical profession. I'm not anti that at all. I, in fact, um, I don't know if you knew this, but I chair the um, Beth Brown Memorial Scholarship Foundation, which is a, a scholarship for kids in Urbana to go to college to become doctors and those in the healing arts. So that's something that's near and dear. So medical profession, I'm not anti that. I think we can all work together to maybe solve what ails us. But um, but yeah, it was it, it was really this the curiosity and sort of the scientific process of eliminating. Yeah, it just seems like, you know, there's a good overlap there um, yeah. with, you know, what, what you did before and, and what you're doing now of of what you, you know, really enjoy. And I just think that's a that's a really neat, you know, you know way, to, way to mix what you enjoy doing. And the more I learn about just the science of yoga, which yeah. is kind of odd to say, but there is a much more... Um, much more science coming to the fore about, you know, how our breath system oh, and sure. circulatory system, I mean, it all just works together. So well, there's all, yeah, there's so many different kinds of, of methods and, and pathways of, of yoga that are out there to, to deal with all, all kinds. I mean, there's, there's a group that, that my therapist is even, you know, told about, you know, trauma related yoga um, that is specific for that group of people and, you know, is focused on, on that. And I mean, it's just amazing work that can be done. And so, I mean, it's, it's so much more than just, yeah, touching your toes and stretching. Um, so, I mean, there, there definitely can be a, a science specific focus to it. So absolutely. Sorry, I didn't mean to get us no, off no. track, but <laughs> no, that's a great, <laughs> that's a great little diversion there. That's fantastic. So you've, uh, you're do some yoga instruction. How did you come to know about Kai Yoga Studio in Fairborn? How did that, and then ultimately what led you to, to purchase that studio? Well, I will say it was accidental, but I'm also learning that life, there's nothing accidental in life. Um, <laughs> right. So um, the, the story is that I was looking after um, Urbana University closed. It actually closed, I believe in 20, you can check, fact check this, but the, the actual closure was uh, probably in the 20, 2020. But I was laid off one of the um, last group of full-time instructors or um, professors to be laid off in 2017. So I bounced around and tried to figure some things out. Um, and then I uh, was told by a friend about this studio 
and I ignored her and <laughs> shout out to Angie. Um, and then uh, when I was looking for um, some props because I was teaching almost itinerantly, um, was also told to call this studio and I visited uh, the day of their sale of all props and they were closing or had closed and met the previous owners, Sanja and Jan Ostendor, for those of you that know yeah. Sanja and Jan, um, and their beautiful family, but also that beautiful community. And I walked in and see, the other thing that's kind of interesting is coming into Fairborn there was this inner remembrance because as you know, Rob, we've talked about my dad being the congressman. I cannot think of a July 4th without thinking about the July 4th parade. And so we went by that building all the time. And um, anyway, so the, the community was there to support the purchase. Uh, All I had to do was reopen the doors and the teachers stayed um, and the community stayed. So I was blessed. Uh, I did not have to rebuild what San or what Sanja and Yan had built. Uh, I just had to open the doors and they stayed to help with the transition. So that was instrumental. Um, My brother actually helped me um, in some other ways. And he came to the studio for a moment and said, oh, I remember this place. It used to be a law office. And if you come visit, we can show you sort of the flooring and and the different, that's beautiful wood floors on the second floor. And we can show you where the law office stuff was. And it's just a beautiful space, beautiful energy, and just um, fell in love with it. And if you're walking by the space or you walk by the building, um, you have no idea what that studio is like because it is, it's, and this is the wrong word, but it's almost like an oasis. Uh, because you, you, you yeah. it's a brick building, like a standard brick building, but you walk in and just the how it's finished and the wood floors and it's just it's really calm and and welcoming feeling. It really it's and it's amazing how much space is there that you have no idea could be that large of a space. Yeah, it's really interesting. And and um, again, shout out to Jan. He he and Sanja created this this vibe, and he he was a, he is a marketing person and and a branding person and the brand of Kai was just so strong and and so we kept the colors we kept that the the logo we kept it all and then um you know it just as you mentioned the space itself is so unique uh it's not shiny there's few wrinkles much like myself but (laughs) it's welcoming and um Jan Jan and Sanja both said uh all you need to do is get people to walk through the door and I think that's pretty true I, you know, I, but again, it's not just me. I have a team of great instructors that, that continue to welcome anyone that wants to come and practice with and us. It's a comfortable space, I think is a, a word I would, because it's, you feel very comfortable there when you're there and, you know, look at me, I don't do much athletics, but you know, I've taken a couple of classes. Jan was so um, nice enough to give me some personal instruction and it really is a great energy when you go in there. Well, thank you. Yeah. So let's talk Come about, back. Yeah, I, I need to, but let's talk about the space. So what uh, there, are, and I didn't know this, but there are multiple different uh, types of yoga. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not the right word, but mm-hmm. different types of yoga. Sure. Um, talk about the, this different types that you provide and the classes that people can take when they come. Well, first of all, let's shout out to the owners of the building. So, you know, Al Molnar and Diana, his sister Diana owned that building and, um, and he's, he's 
created, you know, a space for, for a, a number of services. There's, uh, we have a, um, we have space for a massage therapist in our space, but also down below is Renew Wellness where yep. uh, Thurza Wynn and Janet Thompson offer their services. Um, of course, I love to say we're right over lefties. Right. <laughs> so if we need coffee, we're right there. Um, and so he's, he's maintained that space. And um, if, if you do come, we, I, when I first, um, when I first took over as the owner, I told the uh, instructors, I said, we serve ice cream and the flavors are vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry, very simply. But if you want to add sprinkles, so you have places that do, you know, hot goat yoga or right. what have you, right. not us. Right. Right. <laughs> um, we are, um, so you mentioned the Ashtanga practice yep. and that I think is really well suited for people who are familiar with maybe an, a martial arts way of learning things. Or even I tell people, if you've ever um, practiced an instrument, you start with patterns in the scales right. or you start with forms in martial arts and in Ashtanga we call these series and it's the same it's the same pose every single time the thing about the consistency of that is you come at it differently you are different every time so we have some wonderful instructors that teach you those that series um well suited for people that um no one just want to know what to expect when they walk in uh want to know what the practice is going to be i have one practitioner love him to death and uh he went to one of my classes and he said first of all i can't hear you <laughs> and second of all i don't know where you're going and and so that takes us to the other types of classes which we would call uh, um, an instructor-led class and an instructor may create sort of for lack of a better word a, a choreography of sorts of different poses put together. And um, on that side of it, the what I I suggest that that we offer sort of a spectrum. We have something called yin, which is a very slow, you hold the pose for a very long time. It's very meditative. It's good for the ligaments that and the tendons. Um, and it's meant to be a, a, a relaxing, it's not <laughs> not a restorative that's it's right. different but it's it's meant to be very relaxing so we'll hold the poses for for quite some time three to five minutes um and you're fully supported you're not you're not trying to do headstands for that long then you come up a little more active into what the industry or what it's called hatha yoga which is you hold the pose for a few more maybe five breaths and then you'll move to the next pose where the pose becomes the focus so that's a bit more strengthening and then you move into a, a little more active that's called for for simplicity's sake well, it's vinyasa and vinyasa is just meaning the transition from pose to pose. So the focus there is on the movement between the poses okay. and the breath. So that's a little more choreographed, choreographed yeah. and um, also uh, a little more active and, and athletic in that. So we have, we have something that we actually call stretch and strengthen because it is meant for maybe that more athletic practitioner. So. What do you say to someone who says, boy, I've, you know, I can't, I, I'm not athletic. I'm not, I can't do it. There's no possible way I could, you know, turn into a pretzel. <laughs> what, what do you say to somebody who's af maybe afraid or a little nervous to try yoga? Um, again, that's, I believe what Kai's sweet spot is. And my, my phrase to them, if you can breathe, you can do yoga. Because in the practice of yoga, I'll get a little philosophical here with you. We might not enjoy it, but 
we we ascribe to to uh, uh, a, a person who wrote the yoga sutras by the name of Patanjali that in those sutras and it's simply about 198 uh, aphorisms about yoga he describes this term asana which is the pose itself only three times mm-hmm. and he doesn't say that downward dog is an asana he just says the movement right the point of yoga in, in what we kind of ascribe to is steadiness of mind. And so ultimately, if you can do at the end of class, there's a pose called Shavasana and it's the resting pose. And if you can lay quietly and let your mind be still and let your body be still, you're practicing yoga well. Wow. That's a very difficult thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Wow. And so the one thing that I, I think I mentioned to you before we started that Jan always told me is he said, if you have a dog or a cat and that animal is taking a nap, what's the first thing they do when they wake up? <laughs> they stretch. That's yoga. <laughs> yeah. Like, I actually just, uh, <laughs> just acquired a kitten. Okay. <laughs> so I can, I can attest to that, the truth of that statement. Although there's a little jumping around going on with the kitten right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, you mentioned, so you just celebrated, you said your fifth year? October 8th will be our fifth year of, okay. of reopening. We call it our rebirth day. And we're actually having a celebration on the 15th of October from Fantastic. 12 to 3. And it's just an open house that that um, hopefully people will come. Uh, we're going to have uh, food. We actually had an event a few years ago that was successful, so we're going to we're going to go with it. And it's called Pie at Kai. So oh, if you want to carry in a pie, uh, I like cherry, okay. <laughs> but also quiche is a pie. So, right. um, but yeah, we're just I w- we'd like to celebrate with the community and and no yoga is involved. And just just gratitude, lots of gratitude. So you mentioned about 18 months after you took over Kai Studio and reopened, uh, we had a devastating pandemic. Yeah. Uh, how did COVID affect your business model? Um, and were you, how were you able to adapt uh, to make it through that, what seemed like, 10 year cycle. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a shock. Um, you know, the first thing is, and, and I, uh, as a business person, you know, I, I knew exactly what my impact would be without the income. Um, and, um, I was, uh, again, you know, worked with the landlord, uh, who was very gracious and, um, we, we were very open and honest with our community and uh, said, this is, you know, we'll, we'll honor whatever payments you've made. Most people are very generous to say, just do what you have to do and we'll be back when you reopen. Um, and it was interesting because when I think COVID actually, I'm an optimist mostly and COVID helped us. COVID helped us a lot. Um, so, one of the things that happened is because we have such an expanse of space, we were able to accommodate people that wanted to tentatively practice mm. um, and give them their six feet of space. Mm. We also became the community that people felt safe to return to when people felt safe to come back out. And I've been told that a number of times. Mm. Um, you know, I would go to, you know, someone said I would go to the grocery. I would go visit my mom and I would come to Kai Yoga. 
and that was it. Wow. And I believe that's because there was, and I was very clear with the protocols that we had as far as, um, you know, cleaning and so forth. Um, and then there's this, this uh, philosophy, um, this one of the limbs of yoga that we practice called ahisma, and it seemed, it's uh, loosely translated to mean non-harming. And people would ask me, what are your, you know, what are your policies? And I said, my policy is quite simple. One is that you will have, you will follow CDC, you know, CDC guidelines, and you're not gonna harm yourself or anyone else. Hmm. And I'm not going to require any kind of, you know, anything, if you can follow those two things <laughs> and, wow. and kept it really, you know, that's a great business. <laughs> it's a great business uh, uh, policy. Keep it simple. Right. Silly. <laughs> so you, you've navigated through and have you seen what, I guess, what was maybe something that surprised you uh, during that? Was there anything that you were like, oh man, I didn't see that coming and it was a pleasant surprise or maybe an unpleasant surprise? Um, the answer is a, is a little subtle. Um, so in the yoga industry, at the same time, there was a, a or, yeah, the, logo, the, the yoga realm, there was a strong sense prior, my sense, this is just humbling me. There was a strong sense of let's adjust a person to create the shape that is alignment specific. Okay. And there's good reason for that, but it meant a hands-on adjustment type sure. of thing. You mentioned trauma informed yoga. Right. Not everybody wants to be touched. Sure. Right. So, so that was starting to come, you know, I was trained by someone who found that a very important people to have agency over their own body. Mm -hmm. That was pretty radical when I, in, when I became a new teacher, then COVID came along and we weren't supposed to touch people. So that just, that worked well together. And it was, and, and so what I'm now noticing in the yoga industry is an inside out practice. If I ask you to put your arms overhead, but it doesn't feel good in your body, then perhaps that shouldn't be done. Right. And there's a couple, con that, while that sounds easy, there are some people that never know what do you mean that doesn't feel good in my body? I've never been given the permission. Right. I've always, you know, coaches always tell me harder, faster, heavier. And so, you know, that agency of one's own body is important. And that's one of the things I think Kai's instructors are bar none, the best, the best. And, and, and I'll, and I know we have a number of yoga studios in our area and they're very good, but I know that our, our teachers have maturity and they give agency to the, uh, um, the students and, um, that they really encourage that inside out practice. Okay. I'm going to ask a question that may get us off the rails. For Go a ahead. Again. Okay. <laughs> so with that said, have, by asking a question, noticing, you know, that it doesn't feel good and understanding that that people nowadays are not always conscious. Have you noticed that people in class are more conscious of of their bodies? Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, it, it's a great question. And I will tell you that because I've been around again, fitness and some other things, um, I've I've been on both sides of the fence. And I actually work out with somebody that, you know, I'm used to that person telling me heavier, 
<laughs> and right. it's to push me to, and I love that. I actually enjoy that. Um, but I also have seen people that have no awareness when too much is too much. I myself had a shoulder injury and had surgery. And, and then I myself came to yoga and said, if I didn't do that pose, I wasn't a good yogi. Mm-hmm. And my friend, same friend that told me about the studio said, why are you thinking like that? And I, I didn't have a good answer. So it's through my own bumping around and, and, you know, hitting the wall. Um, what I notice what I notice is there, I can tell when someone doesn't have that awareness. And so I want to hold space until they do. Yeah. And then I simply ask them a question. like, does that feel good? And I mean, it doesn't look like you're, you're grimacing. (laughs) So, so maybe are, are we pushing too far? That's the beauty of yin, by the way, is, uh, I, when I teach yin, I ask if the sensation feels appropriate. Hmm. What does that mean? And I have some people who are very hyper flexible and don't have any sensation and can push themselves into such a shape that they can actually injure themselves. Hmm. Um, that's hypermobility. Right. And that's what we see a lot on Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but if I have a person who can't touch their toes because their hamstrings are tight, that's the person I prefer working with because they immediately have that red flag of, I, this is, I can't, wow, this, this is interesting. And I said, then stop yeah. right there and breathe into it. And then the physical system the breath is such that your breath is going to tell you, because you know if you're tense, you're oh, going to sure. breathe faster. When you can steady the breath, which is another part of yoga, it's one of these, uh, hisma is one that I mentioned, but pranayama is the breath practice. When you can move into that breath practice, that physiologically is telling the muscles to relax. Right. And so that's, I mean, I could, I could do that all day. I love that part. And people go, wow. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I just, I think that's an interesting, you know, point, you know, to, to just that you mentioned that you had to stop basically guiding people into their positions and ask them, you know, does this hurt, you know, and, and COVID forced that. And, you know, now we're forcing people to pay attention more to themselves mm-hmm. and what a benefit to say, no, take a moment pay attention to where you are consciously and where are you where are you at where's your body at does this hurt you know for the first time ever you know now we're allowing them you know to to scan their their physical self and say oh my wow I didn't know that hurt I didn't know that's what that felt like and what a benefit you know to themselves. So yeah. And if you remember, I mean, if you remember back, um, and I still think this, but remember when COVID first hit and we were worried if the cough that we were coughing or the sniffles that our friends had, do you have it? And, and then the other thing is there was a very not well-defined sense of, well, you might have it. Right. (laughs) Right. But yeah, and so I think when we have agency and we can work in concert with the medical profession and say, and and just, you know, I come, my mother uh, is still alive and, and she comes from a generation that if the doctor said it 
and it, then right. that's what you should that's do. Yep. What I'm learning is the doctors live in silos a little bit. They're this specialist, and I was just very much helped. I had a herniated disc, very much helped by a, a very talented surgeon and also a massage therapist, also Reiki right. healers, also physical <laughs> therapy. And, you know, I'm walking, so that's good because I wasn't. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we have an opportunity to participate in our own wellness. And I think we see that, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to get into my professor, professor mode here, but I think we see that in the industry and in our communities is we all are more aware of what not only our physical wellness is, but also our mental health. And, and we can see that COVID kind of pushed us to look at that. What's the one thing you want people to know about Kaya Yoga? And that's kind of a loaded question, but you know, we've talked about everything you offer, but what's the one thing somebody may not know about? If anything about I have said has, you know, like crossed some boundary that you feel you have, come meet my teachers. They're, they're way better, <laughs> but um, that I'm a goofball and, and Kai is just there. We are so excited to offer you this ice cream that we think that we, right. we love what we do and we want everybody to love it too. And I will tell you this, Rob, I had a real ethical problem, not a problem, but I had a real ethical issue with selling yoga. Yoga should be free. And I'm wow. going to say that again. If you can't come to a classic high, go to the library, get a video. There's some wonderful YouTube stuff. Um, but, but if you can, if you can practice in community, there's something magical about that. Kai is here for you. We would love to walk you through it. We have classes for beginners only, um, but we can meet you wherever you happen to be. And I, everyone, everyone that calls, I'll, sp I know it's hard to imagine, but I will spend time on the phone with you talking it through <laughs> <laughs> and answering any questions that you have. And it's really, as I said before, something you really have to lay your eyes on to really get the full feel of what it's about. Yeah. I mean, because it's, again, if you were just walk by and see, you know, oh, I think that's it up there. It is. But until you get in the space and see, you have a large auditorium essentially with, you know, it, it's just a well, there's two place. beautiful rooms right. and, and you can go onto our website and I give a plug, which yeah. we'll link on the show notes. Okay. Yeah, we'll put All right. show notes. And you can see that space. Um, and it's absolutely gorgeous. One of the things is I just, again, I, I really encourage people if they're, if they're, if they're yoga curious, give us a shot. Yeah. So, um, I know you've got, we're pressed for timer, so no, I'm no, sorry no. to I'm, keep I'm you, sorry but, for all the background, but, but I want to get into, uh, you've mentioned a little bit about your, uh, your family background and cause I think this is pretty amazing stuff to talk about. So, um, you mentioned your dad was a congressman for the seventh district. Uh, but he came to that because his father, who was the sitting congressman in the seventh district passed away. Correct. Um, and so your grandfather, um, was elected to Congress in the special election of 1965. So it was 1939 November. was when your grandfather, oh, my grandfather took over. was, yeah, yeah. He was in Congress until 1965 when he passed. And then your dad won a special election to take his seat and was there for another 18 years, 16 I say 17, 65 to 82. That's right. And then he ran for governor um, in 80. Well, it was it was that election he ran for governor, and then had to relinquish his seat as the congressman at that time. 
So your your dad is Bud Brown. Your grandfather's Clarence Brown. Both your of them are Clarence's. Clarence, right? Yes. Clarence Brown. Uh-huh. Your dad went by Bud. Uh, your grandfather, a bit of trivia, is the youngest uh, lieutenant governor in the state of Ohio history. <laughs> um, and he did that when he was, I believe, 25 years old, I think was how old he was. Um, if that's what Wikipedia is telling you, then I believe him. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, I think that's correct. I think you, he legally had to be 25. But you said as people often did, at least my grandparents and great they people lied about their age all the time back then okay <laughs> <So if he laughs> i think the statute of limitations is, is over but yeah, right. yes he, yeah i think that's the that's the lore is that he was not <laughs> forthright in his in his he wanted to be older than what he was so he was lieutenant governor when james cox was the governor oh there's a great story rob about that which i'd love to hear it if you want to tell it be happy but, to i'm yeah. really proud of it actually please do i think that's terrific um so my my grandfather, Clarence J. Brown, the first, um, was born, um, I'm not sure if he was born in Blanchester, but he was living in Blanchester and married his wife and, uh, she was a teacher. Um, they decided, or I'm not quite sure how it all happened that he wanted to start being a newspaper man. And I'm not sure he was a journalist. There's a difference between that and printing. Okay. So he did the, I think he was involved more so with the printing part, but of course, as a newspaper, you'd have journalism with it. So he started with Curlis Printing in, in Blanchester. Um, about 1920, um, or somewhere probably before then, because Mr. Cox also was a newspaperman, um, but Mr. Cox was the governor and to which my grandfather was the lieutenant governor. Mr. Cox was a Democrat at the time, and my father was, or grandfather was Republican, and at the time, it was the person that got the second most number of votes, is okay. my understanding. Somebody can fact check this. So Mr. Cox, as he was running for president, was out of the state, as you can imagine. And my, my grandfather could have taken that as an opportunity for him to or promote his political, his political aspirations, sure. but did not. He was a very ethical man, and he. The story was told that whenever there's a question, he would re, he would um, uh, consult with the governor. And so, when Mr. Cox did not win the presidential election of 1920, he came back to Ohio and he started or continued his um, his broad or his uh, newspaper career. And he said to his staff or, or board or whomever he said it to, do not threaten a Brown publishing property because this man has always been full of integrity and has done nothing to harm us. Wow. Now, <laughs> that was the story that has been told to me. Yeah. And then fast forward, third generation, my brothers and I are involved with the newspaper and um, Cox... <laughs> had expanded to Cox Broadcasting right. and a lot of things, and we didn't. <laughs> so I say that, Mr. Cox, thank you very much, and thank you to that entire right. family uh, for letting us, you know, uh, give it a shot. But we we stayed true to our humble beginnings, and we were humble to the end. And uh, unfortunately, we had to close, uh, close up shop um, for a lot of reasons, but uh, not the least of which was uh, the internet. Thank you. Right. It's such an interesting the thing. The nature of journalism has changed. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, that's the story that I like to tell because it really speaks to um, the integrity that I feel that is um, part of my foundation. Absolutely. And your grandfather went on from being the lieutenant governor to the secretary of state for the state until 1933 and then got elected to Congress the, in 1939. 
uh, where he served till 1965 when he passed away. And then your dad comes onto the scene, and then he actually had a stellar career also. So he was a congressman for, you said, 17 years. Uh, became then the Deputy Secretary of Commerce. Yes. Under Ronald Reagan. Yes. Yes. Uh, and served in that capacity for many years, for yes. several years as well. It just it's a it's a terrific bit of trivia, I guess you would say, about a local person that you wouldn't even think. Like, it's really phenomenal. Well, and if you know your civics, he worked there for in two of the three uh, parts of government. He was executive branch right. and the legislative. And legislative. Branch. That's absolutely right. And then after that, he became the president of the U.S. Capitol Historical Society. Okay. And he's a he's a history nerd. He he was he loved his history, and so, and everything my dad did, he did with like the. I think I must have inherited, but he just he was passionate about it. He was not a man to spend any time on a golf course. Let's just put it that way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't retire because he had so much fun right. working. <laughs> There's one bit of trivia about your grandfather that I want to make sure everybody understands. So when your grandfather was running for Congress, um, it was the 1930s. Uh, the Ku Klux Klan was everywhere, particularly in um, Champaign, Clark, Greene counties. Uh, your grandfather actually ran on a platform of uh, being supportive of federal civil rights legislation. It was before the Civil Rights Act uh, came on to the scene, well before that. It was decades before that. And was one of only, I think, 18 candidates who supported that agenda and got elected. Um, and then you told, I want you to tell the story that you said as a follow-up to that because I think it's brilliant. Um, so that's revolutionary in and of itself. Uh, but then your grandfather said he... Uh, please tell the story where he checked himself out of the hospital. Oh, well, at the time, so um, as as I think folks are aware, but I, if they're not, they should be, that, you know, 64 and 65 is um, a lot of movement in the in the Congress and legislate national scene uh, with the uh, race relations and, and civil rights acts and so forth. And um, in the Civil Rights Act of 65, not of 64, um, my grandfather was hospitalized at the Naval Hospi Hospital. Um, and to culminate the work that he had done in, in creating these um, coalitions and, and agreements is, is, you know, there's a lot of background to voting, but to culminate that, um, the vote occurred, I, I don't, you don't have to ch fact check yeah. this, there, it, summer of 65, I believe, or mine, maybe it was March of 65, but he was in the hospital and he checked himself out of the hospital to cast his vote. And then he had to go back to the hospital and died in August. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's terrific. And you said he, he was integral in getting uh, a very derogatory word yeah. removed from the congressional record, congressional record, which is unheard of. Yeah. Well, he, he did not, <laughs> he took that word out uh, and that racial slur and also was part of anti lynching laws that, um, yeah, very proud of that. Wow. Fantastic. So I guess my question for you, you've got a history of politics and publishing in your background. How does that help prepare you to be a, uh, a yoga instructor and a business owner? I think I came out of that personally with the following. Um, I've been very, very blessed, but I've always known where I've come from. So you asked me if I grew up in Urbana. Yeah. Um, and I was born in Urbana. I was, um, and the hospital's still there. <laughs> and, um, but, uh, I was raised pretty much in DC and I have a very strong mother who, if we called Washington home, she would 
clearly say that is not your home. Now I was there from about a year old to when I graduated from high school. Oh, wow. So yes, ma'am, that's not my home, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so I grew up understanding with a small community, how important it is. I also didn't get in a lot of trouble because you know, Right. You would know about it. That's right. Um, so there was that. But there was also the exposure. And, I, and I'll say it this way. I've met presidents. I've met leaders of countries. I've met homeless people. I've met, you know, my friends. <laughs> we all are the same. We all put our clothes on the same, we all, if we have them. Right. We all have blood, sweat, and tears in the game. We all have emotions. So for me personally, it's just that seeing of this vast array. I am not someone who's in love with um, notoriety. And I can say that because, as you know, I have a brother that everybody <laughs> thinks is pretty fantastic. And they say, well, what has he been in? I said, I have no idea. But I know his kids go have gotten, you know, get to go to college. Right. He's paying the bills and he's happily married. Right. Yay. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm just not someone who's ever um, I think there's a there's a phrase. Do not be a respecter of person. And, and that is simply, you know, let people see let see people for, for who they are. And, um, that's just a part of, I think what I present to the yoga community. Listen, if you walk in in yoga pants, you know what people are. (laughs) So, um, and, and, and I've, I, I think that I just have the ability and maybe it's the middle kid in me, or maybe it's the, that I was the only girl in the, in the family, um, after my sister passed. But, um, you know, I just, I know that people are all the same. Well, uh, we'll touch on your brother just really quickly. I mean, you're, you do have, so you, you went the route of kind of the business, you got a business background. Well, uh, actually, Rob, there's another story. Oh, let's hear this. (laughs) So I tell my big brother that, um, who's Clancy, Clancy Brown, uh, that I actually was in television first. Okay. Yes. I was in Romper Room. Uh, I was four and (laughs) I gave it up for, uh, yeah, I found that maybe engineering would be a more lucrative uh, thing. Um, but no, we, and actually my little brother too, Roy, uh, Roy Brown, he, um, he was also, he was an extra in a PBS filming thing in DC. So he was in, he was even in the biz before Clancy, uh, Clancy decided to bite that apple. Uh, So your brother Clancy Brown is a, and we won't. Go over his. Oh, you can IMDb him and see that he's he's in a lot of stuff. An extensive uh, <laughs> career, which is terrific. I mean, he's we'll and put, you said we'll put his IMBD in the show. Yeah, do we will. Yeah, super proud of him. The, the most of in my mind, the thing that I think is really cool is he's the, the voice of Mr. Krabs on SpongeBob. Yes, <laughs> which I think is the coolest thing. And the only your money. The only way that I <laughs> the only way I knew that uh, I knew you, who your brother was, but I saw they did a live reading of the SpongeBob mm-hmm. stuff. I think a year or so ago, and they put that on social media, and I saw it. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's the voice of of Mr. Krabs. Yeah, I don't, I don't lead crazy. with that because no, I, I actually yeah. have never seen the show. Really? Yeah, that's see, that's what I mean. People <laughs> right. are like, what? You've never? No, I really, honestly haven't. Yeah. In fact, I think I told my children, don't watch that show. I don't like the tone, and I know it's funny, <laughs> and I just, you know, I know it's hilarious. Even though your but, uncle is one of the you know, just, on it. but they've probably seen all the episodes. That's funny. 
I've never seen it either. That Thank you. I yeah. yeah, we should watch it sometime. I hear yeah. it's really funny. He it's makes really funny. these SpongeBob <laughs> jokes all the time, and I'm like, I have no, I got, I got nothing. <laughs> right. Like I have, they've got to like show me clips. They're like, this is what it means, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Kind of funny. Is there anything that you want? We didn't get a chance to cover that you want to talk about. I appreciate you being here and sharing your story. I appreciate you asking me. Um, there's always more stories to tell, but um, yeah. please, if um, I just, I wanted to just thank you, Fairborn, um, for and just opening your arms to to letting Kai continue. And um, I just, I hope that we're a part of the foundation of. There's so much going on in this community really is. that that is is progressive and and good, and um, you know, so many things that I know of and and. I just want to encourage, I feel like a, a, an old mama, just go, you know, do those things. And, and one of the things I just truly, I'm, I'm, I'm being a, very sincere. It's not just because there's a microphone in my face, um, that, the, that Fairborn can hold space for that kind of, the inclusive Fairborn group, yeah. um, the things that you're doing with harm reduction and to allow the community to exist. And I just, I am so appreciative that Fairborn allows that to happen. And, and encourages that. And I say many times that we have some wonderful people in this community that do some amazing things amazing for others. Amazing things. Um, and so it's just a, it's a continuation of that. That's what overwhelmed me the most, um, not being from Fairborn, but being from Greene County. I, I'm overwhelmed at how giving the this community is to oh each other goodness, and to yes. others. It's just, it's really terrific. Yeah. yeah. And so just, I, I'm very proud and very, very honored to, to be part of that in any way that I can be. So. Well, great. So Kate Brennan, thanks for being here. Oh, my pleasure. This is terrific. Yeah. We'll do Thank just you. a couple other updates and then yep. you're welcome to chime in, but I know you have you somewhere to be. You're welcome to, if you have an opinion on something, we're going to talk about some updates, but you can stay or go either way. I will probably sneak out. Okay. <laughs> thanks for being here. And we will put some information about your event coming up in October, uh, the website for Kai Yoga, and then uh, we'll, and yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, put we'll, your we'll Facebook get, and we'll, we'll, we'll hit it all. There. Absolutely. Thank you. So, Megan, we've had a couple things going on here. We have a busy month. September is an incredibly busy it's month. Crazy. <laughs> and it's already kind of started, uh, or will be starting here in the next couple of yeah. weeks. Uh, we had Labor Day, which is, I guess, technically the first thing that we did, a Labor Day cool. holiday. Uh, but what's going on that uh, we can talk about coming up here? Well, uh, I did want to highlight that uh, last Friday uh, we had some uh, crews at Unity Day at the high school. Oh, that's right. Um, yep. Which, if you've never been there, uh, it was like hurting high school cats. I bet. I bet, um, yeah. I'm sure. It was nuts. Right. Um, <laughs> our police department was there. Fire department was there. We had HR, public works, HR, public works, uh, streets and engineering. They are there. Were there. Um, I think it was a good event uh, for us to be there. Um, it was a good event overall at uh, the school. Um, and the idea was really to give exposure to the student, give the students exposure to what careers may be out there. Correct. Correct. Um, and, I, and so we took it as a wonderful opportunity to oh, talk yeah. about police and fire, public, public works. Right. And I mean, it's, it's a, you know, some things that people maybe not think about. Right. As, a, as a career. Right. Cause they, the students kind of get funneled into the, their like commons area where they eat lunch yep. and it's a job fair. So, I mean, it's a huge, like lots of other, uh, job or, uh, businesses are there and, you know, colleges are there. So, I mean, it was, it was a really good opportunity. There's just a lot of students. 
It was very people-y. Very, very <laughs> high school people-y. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you don't like crowds, that was not the place to no. be. <laughs> no, no, so. but it was good. I mean, it was good. good. Lots of, you know, there's quite a few students I knew from, you know, my peoples. Sure. My, my younger peoples. And uh, so, I mean, it was, it was good. But good. so kudos to those uh, staff that attended and all that good jazz. And so we're about a week out. We or are so from, from when we really kick this into high gear. Insane weekend uh, is what it is. So this coming weekend, get your rest because the weekend after this one, <laughs> got nothing. I don't know that we'll get to sleep much or it'll be nonstop from morning till evening. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about it. So let's start with Friday. Well, we're going to start with Thursday. Okay, we'll start with sorry Thursday. The, the expo, the marathon expo, the marathon expo the begins, and we will be there. So if you even if you're not a runner or have anything to do with the marathon uh, weekend, uh, you're welcome to show up at the expo. It opens at 11 a.m. at the Nutter Center. Um, There will be tons of vendors there. They expect over the marathon weekend anywhere from 15,000 to 30,000 people at the expo alone. Wow. Um, So head to the expo, check check it out, because we'll be there. We'll be giving away uh, some fun stuff. Um, The Fly Zone uh, group will be there. Chamber of Commerce will be there. Lots of other local businesses will be there. So check out the expo. So it's Friday or Thursday from 11 to 7, Friday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. But on Friday, don't go at 8 p.m. So the expo goes till 8 p.m. on Friday? It does. I guess so people get their bibs for Saturday. Correct. So yeah, so that's Thursday. It starts. Thursday, right. Friday, we start with the expo. Start with the expo, right. Um, it then, starting at 4 o'clock, we open Hairborn. Correct. We open Hairborn. Um, and then 6 o'clock, there is a 5K that's happening at Wright State. Correct. Which is part of the marathon weekend. Correct. And then at 6 o'clock also, the Bronson Arroyo Band <laughs> yeah. starts our Hairborn adventure. Correct. Uh, and if you don't, for those of you that may not be old enough or don't follow baseball, Bronson Arroyo is a well-known pitcher, yeah. uh, just inducted into the Reds Hall of Fame. Uh, this year, he's in the Reds Hall of Fame. Okay. He's a Red Sox, a Reds pitcher. He's also a musician, has a wonderful band. Uh, he will be here kicking off the event, uh, playing an hour and a half from 6 to 7.30. Correct. Uh, and that'll be a, I mean, just a chance to see Bronson Row. I know my, right. my son, who does nothing, does not even like any music even close to hair metal uh, or metal or rock, uh, is excited to come see Bronson. So that so got that going on. Uh, it is also... Not that we want to pull anything away from. Correct. That it's also a football game. It's it's homecoming, it's homecoming for Fairmore football. That's homecoming right. Homecoming so weekend. That also starts at six, I believe. Yes. Um, the so football game starts at seven. Football game starts at seven. Something like that. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. So, and then. 7.30 is that Arena Rock Show. Nope. Eight o'clock is that Arena Rock Show. Bronson Row goes oh, that's right. seven thirty. Oh, I corrected you once. Oh, dang. That never happens. I know. Dang on it. I feel good about that. <laughs> uh, Bronson Row goes till seven thirty. Seven thirty. That's right. Eight to uh, nine thirty. Eight to nine thirty. That Arena Rock Show is going to be there. The, the great thing about Hairborn this year is we've completely changed the format. If you right. didn't get a chance to go because you didn't want to pay ten bucks uh, in the past, don't worry about it. We're free this year. We're open to the public. It's going to be downtown on Main Street, just like. Uh, the bluegrass and brew we will have a beer garden uh we will have food trucks it will be a really good time uh we certainly want you to be there and and come out and enjoy some free music this year so if you didn't go in the past because you thought it was expensive uh we still uh we want you to be there it's going to be free 
and bring your chair and set up on Main Street and let's watch some some rock. Correct. So that is that's Friday. Th- Friday. Saturday is the marathon. Saturday morning, starting at like five a.m. ish. Roads close downtown. So if you're not out of the downtown area, like basically Main Street corridor, um, don't don't plan on getting downtown. Right, or, you can't get there from here. Right, so just be aware. Um, and it'll be closed from five a.m. to about one o'clock. Yep. So just plan on that. Um, but also be aware that you can also come and watch the runners. Uh, you just have to park outside of the main street area. So plan on coming down to the fly zone, which is the main street corridor and cheering on the marathon runners. Cause the marathon kicks off at seven 30 and they're the only runners that will come through downtown. So cheer them on in the fly zone, which is main street. And the booming voice you will hear is, uh, pretty our, our very own John Howard fantastic individual our very own <laughs> Lieutenant John Howard um, that's right Lieutenant John Howard Lieutenant John Howard um, <laughs> so we have the marathon kicking off we have the half marathon that just stays on base and 10k uh, which I will also be running on base with Tara Gifford uh, Jackson will be running the half marathon uh, but it stays on base so we won't see him either um, I'll be cheering you from the fly zone, even though you won't be able to see or hear me, but I'll be cheering you. I'll be there in spirit. You'll be there in spirit. Right. Um, so that is, uh, so that's Saturday. That, that's Saturday. that ends there. Actually, the, I think, did I read that the marathon is doing a, a event for the first time this year at the, there's an after party is going to be held at the museum. Correct. Uh, Saturday night. So it's actually sure. right. It's right. Actually right after, so right after. So I don't know if you have to be a runner to go to that or you can buy a ticket or whatever, but nope, it's open to anybody. It's open to anybody. It's you free. can go to the, to the museum and yep. enjoy the runners that just Correct. completed the marathon. And the Velvet Crush is playing. Oh, nice. And they got food trucks and you can tour the museum and. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so that's Saturday. Correct. We're not done. No, we're not. Because there's one more day. <laughs> uh, Sunday, we've got the Chamber of Commerce as our car show. Yes. Uh, that will be downtown, I believe from noon. To four o'clock. To four o'clock. Um, they get several hundred cars that come down, which is all different kinds. If you like cars, you like classic cars, you like rat rods, you like anything, bikes, it, there's a little bit of everything there. So come on down. Um, it's a, usually about three or 400 cars. Uh, the weather, if everything holds out, I'm knocking on wood, looks to be glorious, looks yes. to be uh, really amazing. Um, and so hopefully that holds out and we can have a ton of people come downtown. And while you're down there, if you want to join the uh, Operation Fairborn Cares Heels for Heroes yes. race, you can do that. That is a fundraiser for Operation Fairborn Cares. And if you know what that organization is, or if you don't, uh, they raise money to help uh, post 9-11 veterans um, with whatever they need. So a lot of times there's many organizations that help veterans, many organizations help post 9-11 veterans, but there's a lot of needs that maybe fall through the cracks from time to time. Uh, what Operation Fairborn Cares does is maybe there's an electric bill or maybe there's a phone bill or maybe there's a car repair uh, that won't, can't get covered by another group. Uh, they are there to help uh, not only Fairborn veterans, but also uh, veterans of Greene County. So um, it's it's a wonderful organization. I know they've uh, been around for some time. They do a lot of great work and, and uh, we're very happy that that's uh, something out of Fairborn. Yes, and I've done that once, just for the record. You've done what? I've done that race once. The race once. I've done it a couple times. Um, it's fun. If you want to join, it's about $100 a team. 
I mean, you get a team together, it's four people. Uh, the women wear combat boots, the men wear high heels, and race about 20 yards or so back and forth. It's it's a lot of fun. Still bitter about the last time I ran. Why? Because I lost. That's okay. It's not about winning. It's about supporting the organization. I know, but I still lost. So. Oh, that was accused of cheating the last time I ran. <laughs> so that's Sunday. So, uh, And I think that's it, right? Or is there something Sunday night? No, because you mentioned 9-11. Yeah, so we're, we'll go to Monday. We'll go to... Um, well, right? Monday, Monday's Monday. Before all that. Sorry. That's a, that's the, that'll be the 18th. We'll, we'll rewind on Monday, September 11th. <laughs> we uh, did this we the last our, time, too. I know we did. We, can we edit this and get it back? <laughs> no. Put it right? It's um, way more fun this way. <laughs> so on September 11th, our police and fire uh, personnel staff have put together the 9-11 ceremony again. Yes. Um, it is a uh, usually a very nice, honored, honorable ceremony uh, to honor the folks who uh, uh, that gave it all or gave some in, in, as part of 9-11. Um, and they are, uh, you have some details you can share? I do. Okay, good. Because I was, I was flying right there for I was, I was, I was waiting. <laughs> so you were going to go. Was, I was enjoying it. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> Megan will give you the details. So this year um, we have, the police department is uh, going to kind of kick everything off. And then the guest speaker this year is Dr. Randy Marriott. He is with Ohio Task Force One. Um, so he's going to be the guest speaker. And they were deployed at the 9-11 after the... Correct. Yep. Ohio Task Force One um, with a couple of members of the Fairborn Fire Department were deployed um, to go to the Twin Towers, uh, kind of wreckage and um, the rubble, basically, to right. uh, search. So he is going to speak. And then we have the Fairborn High School Junior ROTC participating as well as Boy Scout Troop 72. Um, they're going to participate. And then we have uh, bagpipes uh, playing as well from a member of the Montgomery County Sheriff's Deputy uh, Department. Um, so they have put together a, a nice ceremony for us. It'll start on Monday morning at 8.30 at Calamityville. And all are welcome to attend. Okay. So that's, uh, and so now fast forward back to where we ended the first time before we had to go back. And we're now Sunday night on the, <laughs> would be the 18th and we're finished for the weekend, right? Yes. Um, doesn't mean we're done with, with that month. I think it's a big week, but they're, um, and I'm not looking at the notes you had there. Well, that's kind of all I had. What else do we have? So then we transition into then October and October is another big month for us with our Friday the 13th event, which we will kick off on Friday, October 13th. Oh, yes. That is a 90s yes. grunge yes. Uh, band. Something we forgot. Well, yeah, we have the we have a fire safety, t- uh, like the public safety open house Public thing. safety in the park. Yeah, public safety yep. in the park. October 1st. October 1. So We'll talk about that the closer we get. Yeah, we'll, we'll, the next episode, we'll, t- we'll tackle that one. Okay, anything else? <laughs> no. All right, I think we should wrap up. I think it's been <laughs> Probably kind of devolving here a little bit, so <laughs> we're getting a little raggedy. So that's it. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, Kate Brennan. Oh. Um, Check out Kai Yoga downtown, and we will see you somewhere around town. That was kind of a mess. It was kind of a mess. That was kind of a mess. So we've got some swag to give away. We do. Was this an Easter egg? Uh, yeah, let's do an Easter egg. Oh. 
we've got some sort we haven't done one in a few episodes because we didn't want everybody to, to think that we that's all we did yeah. so i didn't come up with a reason to to give a giveaway but um so let's think of something i i have i have fanny packs I believe it's called a crossbody now. It's not a fanny pack. Know, but we're celebrating the 80s, so, so I it's think it's a fanny, fanny pack. pack. <laughs> and it's like an amazing, like the material is so 80s too. It's like insane. <laughs> so we will give away a fanny pack, okay? Filled with stuff. Filled with some Fairborn stuff. Maybe some stickers and yeah. some things like that. Uh, a full, a jam-packed full <laughs> fanny pack. If you can, I don't know, what do we ask them to do? Gee, that's a, I should have thought, see again, I should plan. I, I had some wonderful questions for Kate because that was, and I got so wrapped up in that, I didn't think about anything else. Um, they got to, they should Google, they need to Google her brother. Yeah, but you can, I mean, that's easy. Well, I know, but like. So, okay, we'll do this. So Kate's brother is a, is an actor. Uh, we said his name in the podcast, so you have to listen for it if you haven't, didn't hear it before. Um, he has one role that he is, I think, most famous for. Uh, that I won't mention here, that you you have to email info at fairbornoh.gov and tell us the character name and movie oh, that he is probably the most famous for. Um, and again, if once you see him and you, you see his yeah. filmography, other than he's the voice of Mr. Krabs on SpongeBob, we told you that part. That's not that it. That one doesn't count. There is a, uh, a really iconic movie that he is an integral part of uh, and is a pretty main character in that. So if you could tell us the character's name and the movie at info at uh, fairbornoh.gov, we'll send you out a fanny pack full of Fairborn stuff. A full fanny pack. <laughs> a full fanny a Fairborn, pack. A full Fairborn fanny pack. Yeah, say that three times fast. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>